You're listening to the Hey Presley Podcast, bite-sized Sunday edition. Hey guys, so with Thanksgiving behind us and Christmas and the end of the year quickly approaching, it just felt like the perfect time to dive into some strategies to help you not just get through the next month, but really thrive during this holiday season. I'm going to start by going over some of the big overarching concepts or like the mental framework things that I want you to consider, but then I'll get into some super specific tangible advice for navigating holiday parties or treats or family gatherings and all of that good stuff, so make sure you listen all the way through. Two quick side notes before we dive in. First, remember that simply not gaining weight or not gaining as much as last year is not a sturdy enough strategy to help you actually succeed in that. Hope is not a strategy and wafty goals result in inconsistent actions that are driven by eating less calories or over-exercising, which is not healthy or sustainable. By shifting our focus to maintaining our healthy lifestyle or continuing to work towards that for the long term, our actions then become those aligned with overall optimal health and then you feel really awesome and that's what I really want for you this holiday. And with that, the second thing is, I know that some people don't struggle with food around the holidays or in social situations at all, and might be thinking that it's silly to have a whole episode dedicated to that. And maybe this episode isn't for you then. But I'd be willing to bet that it is for someone you love who needs to hear this. I think in society overall, we're moving towards being more open and getting help with our food relationship or body image struggles and issues, but they're still very real for a lot of people. And I know this both as somebody who went through an eating disorder and as a nutrition coach who literally helps people with things just like this all year long. So that's my disclaimer. Thanks for not judging if some of these tips aren't for you because I promise they are for someone, which is why I recorded this episode. Let's dive in. Be honest with me. Are you feeling like there's just no way you can stay on track with your goals because of the holiday season? Actually, let me rephrase that. Are you giving up on yourself because of external circumstances? Because where we're at on the calendar, the few extra happy hours you're invited to or treats that are actually available all year long and just really aggressively advertised right now, because of those things, your goals are worth so much more than that. You are worth more than that. Will there be lots of opportunities to indulge over the next couple months? Absolutely. But there's a lot more opportunities to do really well, and perfection is not necessary to make progress. Listen, you're probably more popular than I am because I have like two social events in December and they're both with gym friends. But regardless, how many parties are you even really going to? Even if you went to one every weekend in December, that'd be five opportunities to go hard in the paint on indulgences. Five. That's 16% of December. Guys, LeBron James misses more free throws than 16% of the time, and I am no basketball expert, but he's pretty good. You could literally do terrible all day each of those five days, which I'm pretty sure you won't because one meal is different than a whole day, but even if you did, you'd still be making progress the other 84% of the time, which is stellar. Nobody expects you to be perfect all the time. And I sure hope you don't expect that of yourself. And this time of year is no different. Do what you can, make memories, eat good food, and don't act like a kid in the candy store 100% of the time. Maybe just like 16%. Listen, there will always be reasons, or more appropriately called excuses, to hop off the progress train. People in your life, whether it's your significant other or a coworker or your mother-in-law, whoever, someone will always be jealous of your big dreams and goals and your willingness to go after them. 
And it's only because they want that for themselves, too. And they're too scared of what staying on the train is like that they just never purchase the ticket. They'll try to pull you off all year long, not just during the holidays, but I think we just tend to notice it more in the midst of this season. Or maybe there's people in your social circle that aren't in the same headspace that you are and aren't prioritizing their goals or ambitions or haven't even created the space to get clear on those yet. So maybe their poor influence isn't actually intentional. And we'll talk more about your environment later. But my point is, why are you going to give in this time? Like, what about this time of year makes you think that your goals aren't worth chasing or that your commitment to yourself doesn't deserve to be taken seriously? Or think about it like this. Did you accomplish what you set out to this year? Did you crush the goals, lose the weight, join the gym, change your eating habits, be more present with your friends or your kids, all of those things? I don't ask you that to make you feel bad if you didn't. I ask you because it's important to remember the goals that mean so much to you before the temptation is in front of you to hold you accountable because, to be honest, we all need a little accountability now and then. Now, I have to give you one of my favorite analogies, which is how do you build a house? The answer is brick by brick. Will Smith tells this awesome story in a video, which I'll link in the show notes, about when he had to rebuild this shop with his dad. And he said, you don't set out to build a wall. You don't say, I'm going to build the biggest, baddest, greatest wall that's ever been built. You don't say that. You don't start there. You say, I'm going to lay this brick as perfectly as this brick can be laid. Every big accomplishment, whether it's your goals or a skyscraper, are all built one brick at a time. You have built beautiful walls this year, but given that you'll have a couple indulgent meals or or events and family get-togethers or road trips, you're just going to knock all of those walls down and demolish them just to try and start building again from the ground up in January? That's crazy. You've worked this hard. Even if you build the walls a little bit slower here and there over the next month, you'll still have everything you've built thus far when you're feeling super motivated in January and have less distractions. How many times have you started over? On Monday, on January 1st, before spring break, when you plan the summer vacation, you know it's a lot easier than starting over? Taking a little sidestep and getting right back on track. I saw this thing one time and it was like, be the kind of person that figures taking a step backward after taking a step forward is not a disaster, but more like a cha-cha, which I love that. Okay, last part of my little rant because I wanted to touch on this. There's a concept, and I won't get too sciencey on you, but it's called the scarcity paradox. And it's basically a theory by psychologists and marketing experts, which claims that in the United States where we have an abundance of food available, it actually causes us to overconsume. And if you think about how every day you're constantly reminded of struggle and crisis, like on the TV headlines or reports and like in work conversations, and it's rooted deep in our evolutionary past that there is this desire to compete for resources and those frequent reminders that we get of uncertainty trigger our mind to think that food may be more scarce than it actually is. And much of this is subconscious. So let's just take like a practical example. Have you ever gone out to eat somewhere fun, like your favorite burger joint, and thought, I never get to go here, I have to have my favorite burger, and their fries are so good, and I rarely get to eat here, so I've got to get the milkshake too, and while you probably could go back anytime, the idea that the opportunity is limited convinces you that you must indulge as if it's your last opportunity to ever eat there. And we're all guilty of doing that at some point, but I just find this theory really interesting, and I thought you might too, because... Often when we're aware of why we're making some of the choices that we do, we can be a little more intentional about them going forward. 
All right, I'll get off my soapbox now and get into the takeaway tips that you can implement to make this season successful for you. And honestly, they're ideal for any social situation or a season of your life that's busier than another. They're hardly holiday specific, so keep these tucked away for reference. There's five total, and as always, I will link them in the show notes so you don't have to take notes if you're driving or doing dishes or whatever it is that you do while you're listening to podcasts. Number one, pre-eat or eat before you eat. Yes, really. If you go to a party starving, you're 10 out of 10 times going to overdo the portions or eat more than you actually care for it. Whereas if you eat a balanced meal or a snack first, you'll only grab what you really want and you won't overindulge or you're not as likely to overindulge. And if you want to have more of the meal at the party because it's like your favorite dish of all year, still have some protein before you go because protein isn't usually served in adequate quantities and it'll help you still manage your appetite a little bit. When you're out eating socially, make sure you're chewing slowly and drinking water throughout your meal to slow down. And something that has helped me and a lot of my friends and clients that have tried this that is super cool is if you notice that you're starting to feel satisfied or full, put your napkin on top of your plate or and or push your plate away from you. We're all guilty of mindlessly eating, but by intentionally stopping, you're far more likely to stay stopped and not then move the napkin. Number two, plan ahead. Living a healthy lifestyle is not convenient, it's intentional. There's going to be crowded airports and busy highways and long lines at the mall like you already know these things, so the external circumstances are no reason to derail your plans to succeed. If you're going to be gone shopping or traveling during the day, pack snacks because worst case, you bring them with you and you don't eat them, which is way better than being stuck without something when you're really hungry. Bad choices are usually made as a result from poor planning. If you're going out to eat, look up the menu ahead of time for where you're going because it's much easier to make a decision when you're not surrounded by smells and the plates walking by. And then when you arrive, you'll already have a plan set and that takes some of the stress out of it and having to pick in the moment. If you don't know where you're going, then when you get there, scan the menu for options that have key ingredients you're looking for, like lean proteins and veggies. If you're looking through all of the options, which as I said that, I just thought of Cheesecake Factory's menu that's like 100 pages, it's easy to get overwhelmed and you're trying to pick the kind of healthy but still yummy one and is it a cheat day or not? And and so just quickly see which options have the things you're looking for, like a lean protein, so maybe chicken and vegetables, and then narrow your choices down from there so you don't have as many to pick from. If you enjoy drinking alcohol, set a limit for yourself before you go and tell whoever you're with that goal so they can remind you that way if you start to stray too far, you have some accountability. If you're hosting a party, I would encourage you to have some non-alcoholic beverages available like sparkling water or fruit water or tea. And if you're seated somewhere where there's alcohol, sip on water in between your drinks. Like if you're at a party and you want to have something in your hand, try having like a glass of water in your hand or an empty glass and it will slow down your overall alcohol consumption, which also keeps you more hydrated because alcohol is inherently dehydrating. The last strategy for planning ahead is one that many of my clients utilize and it works awesome. If you know that say at 2 p.m. you always want something really salty or 9 p.m. after you put the kids to bed, you're at your weakest. Set a phone alarm for that time. So go in on your phone, set an alarm, change the name from alarm to something like, you got this, or make a good choice, but just make sure it's something that really resonates with you. Set it up to occur every day and just have it vibrate at the time you need it most. Life is crazy and busy and nobody expects you to clear all of the hurdles every single time, but anticipating that they're coming, you can go around them and then save yourself the energy. You literally can run out of willpower. It's an expendable resource. 
but the most successful people set themselves up where they don't have to exhaust their willpower as often, and this is a great way to do that. Number three, don't skip on the basics. I need that in like big, bold letters. Your basic need for water and sleep and physical activity and sunlight and vegetables, those things don't go away during the winter months. And I know your schedule might be busier or maybe it's just different or off because you have like days off work or you're traveling, but no tips I give you or anybody gives you or any diet or any protocol will help you as much as it could if you as if you were nailing the basic things that your body needs to thrive. And I'm not going to expand on these in huge detail um, because it's pretty straightforward and I've done a show specifically on water intake. I've talked a lot about sleep and activity and veggies in the past, but if you need advice on implementing these things consistently, then check out my blog, uh, heypresley.com, or reach out to me and we can make sure that you get a game plan in place to crush those basic things. Hey guys, I had to interrupt this episode super quick to tell you an announcement that I know you won't want to miss. On December 9th in Phoenix, I'm co-hosting a workshop called Girl Let's Go with my great friend Jill Peterson. She was actually on episode number nine, so if you haven't heard that one yet, you'll have to listen to that one after because it's one of the most popular episodes from this podcast. And she's also the founder of Harmonia, which was created to help women generate conversations about unrealistic expectations and self-sabotaging beliefs. Together, we'll be taking you through a fun, interactive, super valuable vision and goal session where you'll reflect and gain clarity on where you've been this past year, and then you'll get super aligned with what you want to accomplish and who you want to be for this next year. It is ladies only, so I apologize to my awesome male listeners, but I just had to share the excitement on this show because it's an investment in yourself that I promise you'll be so glad you made. Grab details at heypresley.com slash girlletsgoal, and I'll also put that link in the show notes, and then enter promo code PODCAST, all one word, at checkout for $5 off your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. Number four, nip those sugar cravings in the butt. First, it's worth noting that more often than not, we crave sugar out of a need for water or sleep or nutrients like fiber and vitamins and minerals. So if you're not getting enough rest or water, your cravings are likely going to be worse and therefore won't be satisfied when you have the sugar because that's not the problem, which is why number three is really important. So backtrack to number three if you need to hear that one again. Moving on. So let's just say you're nailing those basic things. Try having a go-to comfort food. If you're up late wrapping presents or you're getting home close to midnight after an event and you're super hungry, having a pre-decided treat that is like a lesser evil, maybe like Greek yogurt and granola or berries and oatmeal or maybe maybe just like a fruity decaf tea, it can prevent you from picking whatever sounds good in the moment and may not be super ideal for your goals. If you're home and not like getting back after a long night of festivities, try brushing your teeth right after dinner because it makes you less likely to eat something you don't really want because then you'll have to get up and brush your teeth again. And the minty flavor of most most toothpastes doesn't usually mix well with a lot of foods, so it kind of makes food sound less appetizing too. <laughs> I have a whole blog dedicated to managing sugar cravings, particularly in the evening, um, with a bunch of additional ideas and suggestions. So I'll link that in the show notes or just head over to heypresley.com slash blog and you will find it pretty quickly. Number five, last one, manage stress. Reducing stress by actually cutting out certain stressors or just managing it better helps not only make your holiday season more enjoyable, but it also helps you stay on track with your health goals easier. And I know that many people use food as a crutch when they're stressed out. And on a serious note, if you or somebody you know is struggling with binge eating or something of that nature, counseling is really helpful and often necessary. And with that said, 
I think that counseling or therapy is a widely underrated tool. And maybe it's just because people don't recommend it enough because they don't want to talk about it. But I think professional therapy is an incredible resource if you get matched with the right professional, which sometimes takes a while to get a good fit. If you need some guidance on how to find a good counselor, please don't hesitate to shoot me a message on Instagram or an email. I'm happy to share my experience with you. Just know that you don't need to have some major issue or disorder or anything like that to want to seek counseling. It's just a really valuable resource for most people. Or maybe you're feeling uneasy because the holidays means gifts and that means spending more money than you're used to. But let me be the one to remind you that the people you love care more about your presence as in the way you show up rather than presence as in the gifts that you give. Write them thoughtful cards or cook them something delicious from the heart or create something homemade. And even if that just saves you a little bit of money on a few gifts, every little bit helps. Also, to save money, consider swapping your coffee runs for tea packets or K-cups at home. Use frozen vegetables instead of fresh ones and only buy fruit that's in season and that'll help you save a few bucks. If you're not sure what's in season, just pop over to seasonalfoodguide.org and that'll give you a list in your area. Another stressor that comes up around this time of year is that nobody wants to be that person who's tracking their food at the dinner table or the holiday party feeling like the health-conscious social outcast, and the idea of that can understandably cause some anxiety. However, it's totally normal to take a picture of your food and post it to the gram, so just snap a shot real quick with your phone of your plate, and then you can always log what you ate later by guessing the quantities based on the picture. If your stressors aren't those things, or just for some additional strategies to manage stress, you could try meditation, reading, yoga or exercise, journaling, getting out with your friends like social experiences, and then there's a lot more, but that's just a few to get you started. And I'll put some additional suggestions in the show notes along with like apps and resources that I use for those things. But the big takeaway here is that don't wait until you're at your breaking point to seek ways to manage your stress. Start now and you'll be ahead of the curve when you start to feel in over your head. All right, gang, those are my five tips. Pre-eat, plan ahead, don't skip the basics, be aware of those sugar cravings, and be intentional about managing your stress. If you haven't caught on already, I take a very balanced approach to nutrition. I'm not asking that you don't ever drink alcohol or eat sugary things. It's not very realistic or very fun. But a good plan you can stick to is better than the perfect one that you can't. So consider your non-negotiables, follow these tips, and recommit to your goals for the rest of this year and consider doing so with a friend so you can hold each other accountable. Have a wonderful goal-crushing holiday season. And if you liked the format of this show, please let me know so I can do more like this one. I also would love if you post a screenshot of you listening and post it on your Instagram story. It helps spread the word so that other people can benefit from this content. And then together we can continue building this awesome community of people living their healthiest, happiest life. When you post it, don't forget to tag me at Hey Presley so I can thank you. And if you have the extra second, please leave a review in iTunes because that helps podcasts more than you know. Thanks, friends. Make it a great week.